our spirit. What is it? Where does it go? Are we able to see them using our mind's eye? If so, just what can spirit teach us? Welcome to School Through Spirit. Host Diet Renee is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic and mediumship development through LWISSD. Diet was born knowing spirit and now is here to help you better understand the spirit world. And now your host, Diet Renee. Everybody, this is Diet Renee here on Schooled with Through Spirit here on WLTKDB.com. And I am a show, this is a show in which we do talk to different people of different spiritual modalities and how spirit has really affected their lives. Now, each week we do have a discussion of which um, I'm kind of given or I search for or whatever it is. And then we go on to talk to my guest. Now, my guest today is Miss Nicole Strickland. Oh, my God. You're going to love Nicole. You're going to love Nicole. Um, right now, I am in I am in the midst of uh, trying to find the show so I can take the world in it. But as you know, every Monday morning, I seem to be having a bigger and bigger and bigger issue finding this. And I don't even know why. I don't even know why. It's like I'm not supposed to see myself, I guess. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, we will figure it out. Hello, Shelly. How are you doing, my dear? How are you doing? Um, so let's kind of go. Hello, Shelby. Oh my God. Good morning, gorgeous. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm just sitting here trying to find it and I don't know why. I don't understand why I can't find it. I have an issue every week with us. Um, good morning, MK. Good morning, Tim. It's okay, Tim. We can see you. Thank you. I'm glad you guys find it every week. I have issues every week and I don't even, I don't understand why I have issues every week with this. It's like, am, am, am I hiding myself from me? Um, am I trying not to see something? You know, it's really all of those types of things, isn't it? It's just crazy how it's all those types of things. And I guess we'll just figure it out in a little bit. I guess we'll just figure it out. Eventually, the show will take itself. It'll pop up, and we'll be we'll be good to go. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. So, um, you know what? This morning, I will tell you what. I've been kind of going back and forth on a bunch of things in my head, and you know, a lot of things have been happening. And and yeah, it's Halloween, and yeah, the veil is thinning, and yeah, we could talk about all that stuff, and it's all amazing stuff. It really is. <clears throat> it really is amazing stuff, but. I, I think I'd rather talk. Um, well, I did pull a card. Let's 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 start with the card I pulled and kind of go on a different track that way. Okay, let's do it that way. Um, just because I think it'll happen a little bit more organically. Kind of the, what they're putting in my head might just kind of forming to what it's supposed to be. So the card I picked this morning, gorgeous back. Look at that pyramids and. All that amazing stuff, you know, and of course, this is the third eye, the penal gland, which is pretty cool. Um, the third eye chakra, penal gland perspective, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, oh, by the way, I love the nails, aren't they awesome? I'm telling you, these are my Halloween nails, guys. I don't know anybody that cares, but there you go. I have got the best nail artist in Janesville. Her name is Nancy, she's over at US Nails. If anybody is watching from around here, but these are hello, SS. These are my Halloween nails, and I just said, do something. And I'm not a big blood person, so she put sparklies in there. So, you know, got to love her. Um, so let's go on to the card I pulled. 
So um, it is the penal perspective card, third eye. It's connect with your third eye and transcend what you understand with your mind. Discover a deeper inner knowing through the interconnected web of all this and this is and has been. You can tune into the wisdom at will as and when you wish to. This wisdom is ancient yet pioneering. It is a creator of the free will we choose to weave from moment to moment. By the observant witness, allow the transcendence of duality without judgment. Be mindful, listen, and allowing your unfurling intuition to unravel the paradoxes of reality. <clears throat> Thank you, guys. I think I've shown my nails twice on here. Um, first ones were Harry Potter. I had to do that. <clears throat> but um, I think that card is, I think that card is really, it, it kind of sums up really kind of what's going on in my head. Because over the last, I would say, week or so, we, actually, it's been month, the last month, not even the last week. Hello, I love Halloween, which which you would guess, of course. Um, which really is, you know, what I've been looking at for the last month. And it's been really kind of funny because sometimes we get in our own way and sometimes we get sad. And, and some sometimes, you know, when people, I'm a big person, say things happen for a reason. Things happen for a reason. Um and I think how this card is kind of working in my mind, let, let me kind of get through. My thoughts are all jumbled. I can't even tell you. My thoughts are all jumbled in my mind. But this is what's been going on for the last month or so, a little over a month, is a lot of things for me have been changing. And it, maybe it's even been longer than a month, probably about two months at this point. You know, a lot of things have been changing. A lot of things, the way I go in life has been changing. Um you know, I'm a person that does a lot of events. I, I, I do a lot of this, a lot of that. Um, I really had what I thought was the, this momentum going, this crazy, crazy momentum of going one direction. At the same time, you know what? And I'm thinking I'm creating my reality. I'm manifesting my dreams. All this stuff is happening, blah, 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 which is phenomenal. It, it, it's been an amazing ride. It's been an amazing journey. But really what started happening um i would say in september beginning of september um i put out for a bunch of events that i was accepted to i was gonna go um life was gonna be joyous and amazing and woohoo let's do this type of stuff and next thing i know things are being canceled really oh my god guys i have hit success now sex channels are finding us and trolling us. 1-800, there you go. <laughs> anyway, uh, good blocking, Todd, good blocking. Anyway, um, so basically things have been getting canceled. I mean, left and right getting canceled. I'm like, oh my God, did, did I lose my mojo? And what's going, what is going on that the reality that I thought was being created, the reality put, put in front of me was, um, getting was there i i thought okay this is what i'm supposed to be doing here we go blah 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 it's ride this crazy train and it really is a better train that i've been on for a few years now i mean literally it was on it before covid covid happened kind of got off the train and then when the train started back up they said you're gonna do it again i went oh, i don't want to do this and next thing you know we are but they told me i wouldn't be doing it for very long but i really didn't know what that meant i really didn't know what that meant and uh I really feel, you know, the funny thing is, is as they have canceled things, major things that I thought were really cool, 
they have filled it in with other things, bigger things, um, things with more responsibility, uh, things, you know, things that I would have never dreamed of. And I'm sitting back going, how's this all going to work? What's going on? How's this going to work? How's this going to happen? Who am I going to be? You know, um, <laughs> you guys are having too much fun with this. Um, is really which which way is it going to be? Which way is it going to go? And you just kind of, sometimes you got to sit back and you have to come back to the reality of, and this is, the, excuse me, this is really the reality of things. Oh my God, not burping. Um, is sometimes we have to get off our own train or we have to go to the back of the train and we just have to ride it out. We just have to ride it out and just go, okay, what's going to happen? You know? It, I, I kind of look at life as sometimes as a roller coaster, but not necessarily the whole roller coaster. So it's really where you're sitting at in that procession of, of cars on the ride, you know, because everybody wants that first car. Everybody wants that first car because you're getting that first car. Just the thrill of not seeing anything in front of you, except for you're seeing the big picture and you're do, 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 do. But you ever notice if you sit in the back car? The view may not be as wonderful, but the ride is sometimes so much better because you're kind of getting whipped around. You're kind of like the snake's tail and you're all over the place, you know, and it just, it's not more bumpy, but it's more wild. It's more exciting. It's more like thrill of it. Whereas if you ride in the middle of it, it's kind of like, eh, you don't really get a view and you don't get whipped around. You're just wrong for the ride. And I think right now I am literally in the back end of this cart. I am literally in the back end going, what's going on? And I really think sometimes that's the best way to be, don't you think? I mean, literally in the back end of the cart going, oh, my God, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't necessarily see what's coming, but I'm still experiencing the thrill of it, and I'm getting whipped around. I'm getting whipped around. I don't know what's going on, but I know what's going to happen. And I do know I'm in a moment that in a year I'm going to look back going, holy crap, what the hell was this? Like, holy crap, what fun was this, you know? And I do believe that's part of this. You know, I do believe that's part of it. But sometimes we have to get out of the way of it, don't we? Sometimes we just have to get out of the way of it and go, what's going to happen? Now, I'll tell you what, over, I've had so many changes over the last two months, so many changes, so many drastic changes, so many things. And there are things I can't necessarily talk about today. And I, you know, one day I will, one day I will, and I'll share it all with you guys. And you're going to be like, oh my God, is that what's been going on? But there are things I never dreamed of, things I never imagined. And it's been, it's been miraculous. And I'm wondering for yourselves, what do you see in your own life that's the same way? Where you look back and you just go, holy crap. You know, I know me and, and Todd, if you could put the link up to your book, I would so appreciate this. Me and my, me and my producer, my producer and I, let's have a little bit more proper English. We're talking, you know, and he wrote a book. He wrote a freaking incredible book um, called, I believe it's called Haunted Voices. And it, and it, you can get it. You can get it on Amazon. And it's, it's going out to bookstores this week. It's like, holy crap, this is awesome. But we were talking about it. Thank you, Todd. I'm going to put this up there for you. Um, go to it's. There you go. There's the link to it, guys. Um, but literally, it's awesome. Because when we were talking about it, I'm like, oh, my God, I really, you know, I want to do this. I don't know I'm doing this. I don't know I'm sitting in my book. You know, and, and we were talking about it. He's like, you know, it's about time. He goes, but. The interesting thing is, when he sat down and just came to him, it was just there. It just right out of him. 
Now, beforehand, he's looking at it like, I can't do this. I can't do this. What's going on? I can't do this. But through the process and looking back on it, it just flowed. Now I almost wonder, where's part two? Is part two going to happen? You know, my life continuing, whatever it might be. But that's really how life works, isn't it? It really is how life works. When we get out of the way of it, things happen. They just roll from us. They just create. Now, I'm not talking about the life where, you know, and, and this really has come up in a lot of readings this week. This isn't about the life where you go, oh, my God, I'm stuck. Oh, my God, I don't know if I'm coming or going, you know, blah, blah, blah. I just feel blah, blah, blah. And, and what you're doing is you're waking up and you go, you get ready, you go to work and you do your work thing for eight hours and then you come home and you do your afternoon. And, you know, it's just you do the same thing, same thing. It's, it's not that type of thing because you don't really change life much when that happens. You don't get in the flow of it. But, but if you wake up in the morning and, you know, if you're female and you do your makeup or you're even a male and you put some sparkles in it and you leave early and you stop by the coffee shop and you get a coffee, something you never do. And you get to work 10 minutes early and you see people you never really see. And at lunchtime, you go sit at a different table. And after work, instead of going straight home, you go by the park and you go for a walk. And then instead of going straight home and cooking dinner, you go to the grocery store and you just go, I'm going to wing this and buy something I never would to cook at home. But you make that extra stop. And then when you get home, you, you make a dinner you've never created before. And when you get done, instead of watching, you know, um, something you've always watched on TV every Monday night, Instead, you go on and you watch a YouTube of nothing you've ever seen before. And if you notice at the end of the day, you've created something, a brand new life. But during that journey of a brand new life, you've started to manifest different things. You've started the ball rolling. You've started the energy flowing to different things happening. You got out of the mundane of everything. And you started to see how spectacular life could be. Now, that's only one day. But if the next day you wake up and you do it all again and you put in brand new experiences, and if you notice, these aren't huge brand new experiences. These are little things. This is going to a coffee shop. You know, it's going to Starbucks or, or you know, Gloria Jeans or wherever it is you're at in life. It's all that type of stuff. But doing all those little things will start a, a whole new, a whole new way, a whole new getting you out of a comfort zone, a whole new perspective on life and it's going to allow life to start to flow and before you know it within a couple of weeks you're going to go wow my life's getting a little bit more exciting my life's getting a little bit more happening and then you keep going that way and next thing you know you're meeting new people and you're going to places you've never been a little heads up exactly good morning miss Deidre and then a little bit more happens before you know it you've got a brand new life don't you because then you have met those new people. You've maybe got somebody new in your life. Who knows? And maybe now your interests are, are changing. So you're not just about, you know, um, you know the, the same TV shows you watched Monday through Friday. And, oh, my gosh, football Sunday. Not to say that's bad because, you know what, a lot of people have a blast on football Sunday. A lot of things happen with the touchdowns, I'll tell you what. But <clears throat> you will find that you are joining more into your life you're exploring more more avenues are happening and all of a sudden you're in a year you're looking back going wow i used to sit on my tuff every weekend and stare at the tv 
and I used to have this boring life. And now I'm rock climbing. Now I'm out learning how to ice skate. Now I'm, you know, I'm skydiving, whatever it might be. Now you're enjoying your life. And now you're letting things impact it. And next thing you know, you're calling me because you're going, I feel as if things are really changing in my life and I don't know what's happening. And I'm getting a hold of you and I'm getting into your energy. I'm going, wow. It's incredible to see what's happening with you. It's incredible because I see this huge change of your life, this journey happening. And it's so interesting to see that because that's where people go in a year. They look back and think, oh my God, now I don't know what's going on. I went from a person going, I knew what every step of my life was going to be. Holy crap, I don't know what's going to be next. And I can't wait for a year to go by so I can look back at this whole incredible journey going, where's it been? What's happened? Now, it's amazing because I look at the names of the people that come in and said hi. And I've watched your journeys over the last year. Each one of you have watched a journey six months to a year, depending on who you are. And I want you all and everybody else that's listening that maybe I'm not seeing your names. I want you to look past the last six months of your life and see the incredible differences that's happened. The incredible changes. Then look over the last year and see what changes have happened since then. Now look at yourself. Were you a person that before you just sat around on the couch? Or were you a person that did the same old, same old every day? And now are you a person having different things? Different experiences? Are you allowing spirit in? Stephanie, I know that when things slow down like that, for me, I am supposed to stop and take in the lesson or reflect on something. Exactly, Stephanie, exactly. You know, and for myself, that's exactly what it is. For myself, <clears throat> my slowdown, I mean... I was looking at that going, oh, my gosh, first thing off my head is, what am I doing wrong? <gasps> Why does nobody want me? Well, it wasn't about me. It was about these weren't places I was supposed to be. And now I'm looking back in hindsight and somebody going, oh, my God, I would never wanted to be there. But that's okay. Because it always is changing the mindset. Because as you're going in and you're slowing down, you're going, wow, I need to reflect. I need to look. At that same time, you're noticing the changes within yourself and you're going, where else am I supposed to be? What, where other place am I supposed to explore? What other place am I supposed to be going towards? And it's miraculous and it's awesome how that happens. Because that's when you start, when you start to stop and you start to reflect and you stop on this and you look and you go, oh, whoa, the trajectory of my life has really changed. It's really altered. And the cool thing is, is you will start on that crazy train again. You'll go, okay, I'm going to keep riding this until it starts to get a little boring. Why? Because you've been there, done that. And then you start opening up to new experiences again. And you allow those experiences to come in. And you start to go, wow, what's next? And you start to really enjoy this, this crazy life off of Facebook, off of social media. You know? Does anybody understand that? Do you, you know more people? Do you resonate with that? How many of you people can look back and go, wow, how much have my, has my life changed? Even if you think you're doing the same old, same old, how, how has your thought process changed? How has your mentality changed? Um, yes, MK, yes, I love that. I love that. Um, 
the high chin, the higher the altitude, the more often we need to catch our breath. Exactly. That's really cool. Deidre, absolutely. Deidre, I keep looking at your name because I keep looking at you and how far you've come. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, Deidre is now a radio host with us. She's a rock star. I mean, I don't know if you guys have all gone and watched her, but you should, you know. And it's a weird thing because, you know, what I'm as I watch myself grow, I watch all of you. And it's so incredible. It's so incredible. It's it's to me, it's the most awe-inspiring thing to watch as as we watch each other grow and we watch and we support each other. Okay. It's really quite incredible when that happens. Um so what I want you guys to do as you're going forward, you know, if you have not taken a moment to stop and you have not taken a moment to go within and look at yourself and see where in here it is to grow and observe. I want you to take those moments this week and I want you to take that time to look at yourself, to, to get off the crazy train, get off the crazy train of your life for a moment and look at one, how far you've come in the last six months or the last year, what you've all accomplished, what you've changed, okay? What you are no longer doing that you used to do. And then I want you to look at your life presently and see how long it's been since you've changed anything up. You know, are you are you now into a new humdrum of life? Are you into a new humdrum? What can you do to alter this and then go forward? What can you do to alter this and go forward? You know, is it something as simple as getting up a little earlier, learning to make your bed versus running out the house? Is it something as getting up a little earlier and stopping for coffee? Instead of going straight to work, um, maybe at lunch break, going for a walk, random, okay, randomly laid in the grass underneath a beautiful tree, talking to my daughter. When I got up, beautiful black deer was standing. Oh, that's gorgeous. That is gorgeous, MK. But I want you this week to, this week's lesson, you know, thought process is literally to sit back and go, where's my life at? And what would I like to change? What would I like to do to, to maybe express more of myself, to go a little bit further, to change things up a little bit. And then go forward in a city park. That's awesome. You know, go forward a little bit more with those changes and see the dynamics of what you can change. See how the small things, those small things in life will change you to something different. See what happens. I think you're all going to be blown away. I really think you're all going to be blown away by the small changes you can make to really change your whole existence, your whole life. Next week, I want you to come in and let me know. Next week, I want you to come in. I want you to let me know how, what you've seen, what you felt, those small changes, those small things that you know over the next course of a year are going to really dynamic, dynamically change your life. Because who knows? Maybe if you live in California and maybe if you're stopping at a coffee house, maybe you're going to run into Brad Pitt. Maybe he'll put you in the next movie. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen with the little changes in your life? But you're not going to know unless you get up and start doing those things. Okay, everybody, with that big, long, wordy discussion, um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to bring in Miss Nicole. We'll see you in a few minutes here with Diet Renee on School Through Spirit with WLKTKDB.com.
Julie Weisenzell, psychic medium, is a medical intuitive that specializes as a body code practitioner. As an energy healer, Ellie offers additional services that allow her modalities to be intertwined with energetic healing. Within your subconscious lies information that knows everything about you and why you deal with specific conditions. The subconscious can be considered the blueprint to your entire body. With Ellie working physically with your subconscious mind, we detect what negative emotions are trapped and where they are stored within the body that is causing you your emotional and physical pain. This work is designed to remove imbalances and correct them energetically, getting to the root cause of why you have your condition, to help balance your body so it may heal itself. Your body is infinitely wise and wants to be in balance. The body code is not only gentle for humans, but it is also a gentle process to help animals. For more information, contact Ellie Weisencell at the website below. Hello, everybody. This is Diet Renee here, back with School Through Spirit on WLTKDB.com. Um, I want to talk a few moments about my guest, Ms. Nicole Strickland. She is the host of, God, my brain is just going to go right out the window. She's a, oh my God, Afterlife Chronicles. Oh my God, I've been saying it for two years now, but Afterlife Chronicles here on WLTKDB. She is, um, also, uh, the author of Arcadia Publishing, author at, at Arcadia Publishing and Schiffler, Schiffer Publishing. She is a coordinator at um, Oregon Ghost Conference, um, writer and corpus, I can't talk today, Paranormal Underground. Hopefully she's laughing at me right now. Um, she is just an amazing lady. She's, again, book after book after book. She's incredible. And we're just going to let her come in and tell you because, you know what, I'm just screwing this up. Welcome to Cole. I Hello. I was just typing. Huh? What? <laughs> I can't talk and read at the same time today for the life of me. You know what? Happens to me like every day. Got my coffee here. I was just typing. You are phenomenal, Dia. So don't even worry about it. And I want to, con I wanted to do this on air. I am so proud of you. Congratulations oh. on 100,000 downloads. How amazing is that? I'm I'm an awestruck. I I know. You deserve I'm, it though. You know. I just every time I hear it, I want to tear up because um, yeah. You know when we created the show and Todd and it's Todd and I because you know it was it was Todd and I in the beginning. He was just like, "What do you want to do?" I'm like, "I just want to make a difference." Yep. I I I I didn't do it for me. I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to help affect people's lives. You know, and I didn't know how better to do it than to talk to people like you to say, oh, my God, tell people about you. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. Um, and it's incredible. So thank you. Thank no, you. But, you absolutely. Know, like I keep telling Todd, this took me and him. It took a station. His name isn't on the 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 banner. But, oh, my God, he is the man behind the music. And yep, honestly, sure you know, if he didn't know how to do all that techie stuff, trust me, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> no, no it's it's a yeah it's a team effort but you know what you you follow your heart and you're so genuine and that people love that so yeah amazing amazing job so I wanted to congratulate you 
Thank you. Thank you. I'm just, I'm in awe. I'm in awe. And I just keep going now. Let's go for a million. Right. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's going to happen. Just, let's go you know, for a set that intention. Yep. Let's go for a million because that tells me, you know what, if 7,000 people or 10,000 people every week download, that's how many people we're affecting. That's how many people we're helping. Absolutely. So, which is awesome. Phenomenal. Which is awesome. So let's talk about you this morning. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. At I'm 7:30. so glad you're on with me. Thank you. I'm so happy to be on. I'm He's in honored. California, which means it's two hours earlier than my time right now. <laughs> I got my coffee here. You know. I always feel bad when I ask people from California to be on. I'm like, can you please get up and get ready early in the morning for me? <laughs> oh my God. Totally. Totally. My coffee's all cold now, but that's okay. It's It's still doing the trick. That, that's all that matters. That all That's mm -hmm. all that matters. Yeah. So can you tell everybody like, cause you're an author and I know you're, I know you're more than the queen Mary. Is that correct? The ship? You know what yes. I mean? But I know yes. she's your heart. I know she's your soul. And I want to mm -hmm. talk about her cause she's awesome. But I really want to talk about you and this crazy journey you've been on, you know, like how'd you get here? Yeah. You know, it's, and I, I share this a lot, but it, you know, it's one of those situations I never planned for it. So when I was a kid, I never thought, all right, I'm in, you know, seventh grade. And you know, when I grow older, I'm going to be in the paranormal and all this. I didn't even think I was going to be an author. Right. I always loved to write. Don't get me wrong, but it, it's just one of those things. It, it just evolved over time. And I will say that since I was a kid, I always had this interest in ghosts and spirits and things like that. And I've always been, you know, sensitive to the energy, had experiences as far back as I can remember. And so that interest stayed with me as I got older. But again, even in college years, I wasn't thinking, okay, I'm going to investigate the paranormal and all of that. But I had a, a very, very profound experience. I, I, even though I had others prior to this, I had uh, the one with my grandmother's spirit really catapulted me out from just reading books and you know watching documentaries or whatnot on the paranormal that experience really got me out in the field and so I was a senior at the uh, University of Arizona and so my grandmother called me uh, the day before she transitioned and in the afternoon and she just wanted to know if I was okay and I thought well that's random I didn't even think you know I didn't even think that she was you know maybe on her way out, I just thought, well, that's random, you know, so I talked with her on the phone for a little bit, had a great discussion, and then fast forward to the next day, so my mom, her daughter, called me, and I knew by the tone of her voice, I'm like, oh, God, what happened, and she said, you know, Nicole, I love you so much, but grandma passed away in the morning, so I was devastated, of course, I was very close to her, so I got on the next plane back out to San Diego, because that's where my family is from, and so I, you know, got to San Diego, spent some time with the fam. Grandmother never had a funeral. So she, uh, we just had like a private viewing for her. And so, um, so yeah, so spent some time with the family. And then fast forward, I went back out to Tucson, Arizona, where the U of A is. And I started having weird experiences in my apartment that I didn't have prior. So the doors rattling by themselves. And of course, I thought, well, I'm in an upstairs unit. It's my neighbors, blah, blah, blah. But then I felt one night like a hand caress my face. I didn't see anything, but it felt comforting as if it came from someone I, I loved. That's when I started to think, okay, well, could this be my grandmother? Again, I didn't really put much stock into it. Then a few days later, a couple of days later, give or take, I was on my bed and all of a sudden I saw out of my left peripheral vision, my, my grandmother's spirit form full bodied as if like, you're looking at me, me looking at you. It almost right. looked like she had like a white 
halo around her, like a spotlight shining against her back. And she stood there. She didn't say anything. It lasted very long, almost slow motion. And probably in reality, it was only about a second, which is like super long for me to, you know, have look at a spirit. Usually it's just fleeting. And so, and so uh, she didn't say anything, but she looked about 10 years younger. She was wearing one of her favorite blue and white dresses. And then it was just such a profound encounter. And I thought, well, maybe I'm grieving. Am I projecting this? Is this some sort of bereavement hallucination? But I do think that she did come to visit. And I called my mom and told her and both her and I talked with her. My grandmother's name was Helen. And we let her know that she's free to move on. And she doesn't have to worry about the family. She was a, a warrior. So uh, she would always go around at night trying to uh, check the doors to make sure they were all locked. And she always worried about the family. So we let her know, you know, you're free to move on. And so that experience was so profound for me that that's, that blossomed my, uh, I guess, career in, in the paranormal. So yes. that's kind of how it all started for me. I'm wondering if she's with you right now, because I don't know if you notice this, but your background keeps getting a little closer and further back and closer and further back. Your she background, I'm like, is your camera moving? No, what is going I, on? I don't know if anybody else is noticing this, but also it'll get a little fuzzy and then it gets clear as a bell and then it, it like comes in a little bit and it goes back. This is your background. You're not moving, but your background. Yeah. See, that's weird. I'm using one of those Nexigo, um, um, Oh God, I just blanked on what they're called. Jesus, it's a 1080p uh, webcam. Okay. And so I don't know if it's like auto focusing or anything, but that's weird because no one else has ever mentioned that. So I don't know, but she does come in and out. Oh, I was like, I'm wondering because it's like, you're not moving. Right. Not, I know. Which, camera, you'd be moving also. I would be moving too, not. right. It's just, oh, it's no, almost grandma. like you've got this wall moving behind you that comes a little closer. <laughs> I'm like, what's oh, going on with you? Darren just did it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh I gosh, think it, no, you know no. what again, but you're not moving. Okay, Tim yeah. is seen too, so I'm not. Yeah, I saw me. that on there. Yeah, I don't know. It's it maybe. I mean, she does come in frequently a lot. Uh, sometimes it's just to say hi. Other times it's, you can really feel her presence. Right. Um, I think she's but, coming in today to say, "Hey, I'm here. Nicole's not yeah. fibbing. Here you go." You know what I mean? Oh, grandma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was because a doll. I'm not the only one seeing this. I was just no. bringing up. Everybody else is like, no, I'm seeing it. She's not. I know. I'm seeing the comments. Oh, my God. You know, if it was the camera, it would be you, too. But you're not moving. So I'm not moving. Yeah. See that? Moving. Yeah. Grandma's back there going, hey, I'm hula dancing. <laughs> and it's weird, too, because I'm looking at it now and I'm not seeing it myself. But maybe I just, I don't know. Weird. Yeah, it's just really weird. It's weird. It's so bad. I just brought it up. I'm like, I think grandma's with you. I'm not it, feeling it, but I think grandma's with you. Her you know? So close, like oh my god! I wish I had a picture to, to. I don't have one handy right now, but she was, I was so close with her, and it, you know, it's it's she she passed when I was you know like twenty one, and I wish that she was alive now as I got older. Yeah. You know, I used to go visit her after high school, and and she would always she was Italian, so she would always have food on the stove and all this stuff. <laughs> but she was a doll. But it, you know, she was still here. You probably wouldn't be on this journey. I, you know what I, that's true. I credit her for this. And, and it's almost as though maybe she knew before I did that maybe I was destined for this sort of type of work. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just a journey and it's a learning process. I'm one of these, I don't feel like there are any experts in the paranormal or anything. And for me, it's like, I, I feel like I'm a student of it and right. there's always something to learn and you learn from each other which yeah. is another reason why I love being in this field because it, it can be very collective and a collaborative effort. And I, and I just love that. 
which, which is, I, I, I'm learning that. I'm learning yeah. that it's just amazing when people let their boundaries down and just go, let's do this together. What amazing stuff happens with it. Absolutely. You know? I totally agree. Yeah. So how did you get, you know, from grandma into haunted houses? Haunted oh, I know. Ship? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's, it's, again, it's just it all like unfolded. And so I when I wanted to start investigating the paranormal, of course, I was in San Diego. So initially, I looked for teams in the Southern California area. And so I found one that I worked with. It's now defunct. But that kind of got me um, a little acquainted with it, I was able to go on a few investigations and kind of learn the ropes of, of what goes on, you know, the methodologies and the type of equipment used and all of that. And I worked with all, you know, different uh, so Southern California paranormal teams. And then in 2009, I had this desire, I'm just going to form my own team. And so again, that just evolved. It was nothing, something that I didn't initially plan. Mm -hmm. And so I formed, that's when I formed the San Diego Paranormal Research Society. And that was a process um, where it is now, I think, is probably the best it's ever been. It was, you know, you have to go through your trials and errors and all of that, like with everything. And so that's kind of how it it came to be. And so we we primarily specialize in in um, the ghost, spirits, and hauntings area of the paranormal. Um, of course, we work with a bunch of you know consultants that are you know ufologists and encrypted cryptozoologists and things of that nature. In case we get like a an email. Of, from someone that is, you know, maybe saw a UFO or things like that, we can refer out. But uh, we specialize in, like I said, the ghost spirits and hauntings primarily serve San Diego and uh, Southern California. And then uh, we're an educational type of group as well. So we do like classes on on paranormal investigation. I have like 12 or 13 different type of types of uh, presentation topics that that we do just various aspects of the paranormal and so it's been a lot of fun. We've investigated a lot of like Southern California historic locations, private residences, businesses. So again, it's a learning process and we really enjoy uh, what we do. So it's a lot of fun. I love, I love that. I do. I love that because I'm always seeing you going, okay, I'm, I'm going here for a talk or I'm going there for a talk. <laughs> And I'm like, it's just so, I mean, it, it's funny because when I was a kid, I was always one of those students that please don't pick me. Please don't pick me. I don't want to go up and talk. You know, now it's, I enjoy it. So it's weird how you change as you get older. Mm -hmm. It's just so bizarre how that unfolds. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm still doing the same thing when I was a kid because a talent show, I wanted to do it by myself. I go up there and I do whatever. And the whole time I'm up there going, what am I supposed to be doing? I'm just winging it. I'm like, I'm still just up there just winging it. <laughs> you know, but it's like you think you're winging it, but in reality, you're just doing such a great job, right? But I, I yeah, I get it. I, yeah, there's a lot of things I wing in life, but you know I'm, what? I'm a Go winger. Slow. Yeah, I, I'm, me I'm, too. I'm, I'm just off. I'm off over that. It's, oh, my God. If I ever planned every, anything in my life, it would be, yeah, it'd be defunct. Every time I plan, it just goes anyway so right yeah it's hard i'm i'm more of a spontaneous type some yeah. things i plan of course you have to but spontaneity seems to align with me pretty well so it does yeah. doesn't it it's pretty yeah. cool yeah it's, it's just really awesome when that happens you know totally so tell me about this queen mary tell me oh about this infamous queen oh i love the reaction she's like okay now that's an hour <laughs> Oh my God. I, you know, and it's, I always have to, sometimes I go off on all these tangents and I have to like, okay, Nicole redirect, you know, again, it's one of those situations. I didn't even, okay. Before 2005, I had only heard of the ship because 
My rom, my, my rom, I can't talk either. See, hello, I need more coffee. My mom used to ballroom dance. And so I think it was like around 2001 or 2002, she went up to the Queen Mary to go ballroom dancing. And so I, I knew it was a ship at that point, but I didn't know anything about it. And so, uh, again, University of Arizona, it was our senior year. Actually, it was the year 2000 because it was our senior year. And then a friend and I came back out here for spring break just to go on one of those carnival. There's a carnival cruise uh, port adjacent to the Queen Mary. So we just hopped on one of the three-day carnival cruises. You know, they go to Catalina, they go to Mexico for a day, and then they spend a day at sea. And so that was the first time when I actually saw the ship from the backseat of a car. And I remember looking at it saying, oh my goodness, I have to be, I have to come back here. I, I will someday come back here. And so that came in 2005 and I decided to just go visit and see what it was all about. And it was just, it's hard to put this in words. I try, but it's very difficult. The second my feet landed actually on the ship, so off the gangway onto a deck, which is one of the hotel uh, decks. And that's where the hotel lobby check-in is. I felt like I had been there before. I mm -hmm. felt an instantaneous like soul pull or soul draw to the ship. It felt extremely familiar to me as if I had been inside of it before. And that was the first time, obviously. So yeah. there was just this instant sort of connection. And as the years progressed, as I talked to former crew and former passengers and even some of my real close friends who were also ship enthusiasts, they too have that draw. So it, I think it just, some people can connect with the Queen Mary. And I do, some people may think this is nuts and that's fine. I feel that the ship is extremely sentient. Okay. And it's weird. One of the war brides, who is a, a good friend of mine, she's in her 90s now. She was actually on uh, the first wave of war brides that sailed on the Queen Mary post-World War II. She puts it perfectly. And she says, her name's June Allen. And she says, you know, the Queen Mary chooses you. She knows the people that can feel her and can really tap into her soul. And she just chooses you if you're one of those people. And so I think that's very eloquently said. So that's kind of how it all started for me. And then I learned that it was extremely active uh, with, you know, paranormal activity. And a lot of people are drawn to the ship just because of the paranormal activity. Yes, that's a that's a bonus. And that's a plus, of course, for me, but I'm drawn to it. Besides that, the the history just yeah. legendary, legendary history. And just, just, I, I love the vibe of the ship. It's just an extra bonus that of course it's, you know, haunted and has a lot of spiritual energy, but there's, it seems like there's this duality. I feel like this, the Queen Mary ship as a whole, like I said, is very sentient and is almost like one gigantic spirit. And then she has her resident energies on board and she's almost like the mother protector of them. And so there's this duality between. And I think that's one of the reasons why there's such consistent reports from people going in day in, day out, all year long, going in there and having experience after experience. So it's phenomenal. It's just a, a beautiful, beautiful vessel. Right. Now, I'm wondering if it's so much as um, she is picking people that would resonate with her versus calling you guys all back home. That yeah, it, see, right, exactly. I keep hearing like calling you home, calling you home, and that's funny. That was well, not funny. It's actually um, um, profound that you mentioned that because that is the vibe when I when I first stepped on. That's what I said to myself. I said, "I feel home. I mm -hmm. feel at home." This may sound crazy, but every time I have to leave the ship, whether it's for a day or maybe I've spent a few days on board, every time I leave, I cry yeah. because I don't want to leave. I want to stay. 
Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a, unless you experience it, it's kind of hard, not difficult to understand, but when you experience it, you'll know, and you'll be like, Oh, yeah. that's okay. I know what she's talking about now. No, I get it because I okay. have that with Scotland. See, yeah. uh, see, and she's from Scotland. She was oh built in God. Scotland. Yes. Scotland. I do. Yeah. I mean, I've only been to Scotland once. Somebody went, Hey, what do you think of Scotland? And I went, I don't know. What is Scotland? Cause I'm geographically like screwed. Oh, so and am I. She was like, <laughs> I mean, do you want to visit? I'm like, I guess. When did you, <laughs> you go? know, I want to go to Ireland. We went yeah. five years ago, but oh I didn't gosh. even get out of the airport. I mean, like landed in the airport, never even seen the green. And I went, I'm home. See? I'm home. This is I know incredible. that. We walked around little towns that I was like, I could do a tour. I mean, mm -hmm. I walked through Edinburgh. Like, I could tour you guys here. I, I was just... I embraced it like, oh my God, this is where I belong. And over the last year, it's no secret. I've done a lot of hypnotherapy into past lives. Oh, so in wonderful. my past lives, I've been born in England, of course, all over the world, like we all are. But in almost every life, something in my life goes rare and goes wrong. And I go back to Scotland or I go back to Wales. And it's like, in every life, I go back there. So it's incredible. That's get it. I get that. That's phenomenal. I yeah. think that with that, I mean, even if it was, even if you didn't have a Scotland connection, I think you're one that would just totally know what I'm talking about the oh, step, yeah. the, the minute you step on board. I have a feeling, um, especially when you went, she's from Scotland. I'm like, oh, I could just see me. You know, maybe yep. that's the reason I'm like not going there because I'll probably move and move on to the ship. And I heard oh the my ship. gosh. I want to go there. So. It is. Yeah, it's still they were shooting for a, an October 1st reopen date. So and I and I kind of thought, oh, I don't know if it's going to but I, I, I think it's they're trying now probably December, January, I'm thinking. Okay. So but I mean, the second I know, I'll post or do a video about it. But I, I just can't wait because I go at, at least maybe not sometimes I'm like monthly, but it depends on my schedule. But I, I go several times a year. And the last time I was on board, I went with my mom for the day. And it was, I think, December of 2019. So, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's been a while. Yeah, because I, I know I read up a little bit on it, but only because you talk about it so much. And then somebody else talked about it. I'm like, I got to look more into this. I got to look at more into this. Mm -hmm. Something about it was like being bought and, and upgrades or making it a little safer, or whatever was going on. I'm like, oh, now it can't die before I get there. <laughs> No, I know you're you'll come out one of these days, trust me. We'll have to you go. You know, more people tell me that you're gonna come to California. You're gonna come to California. Come out here. Come on now. I need to get out there too. My God, I haven't been to the Midwest in like 10 yeah. years or 12. Nobody I don't wants even to come know. to Wisconsin. More people go, what is is that like a town? <laughs> really? Oh my god, I would go. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I love the Midwest it. is beautiful. It is. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So let's talk about some of these books you've written. Oh my God. Cause I know you've written one about the queen Mary, you know? Um, but so tell me a little bit about the queen Mary book and some of those experiences in there. Yeah. So well, I've actually done three. Can you believe it or not? I mean, oh I mean, hello. I mean, like I thought it was just going to be one and then oops came out a second one and then oops came out a third one. So, <laughs> all right. So the first one haunted queen of the seas, that's a historical slash paranormal overview of the ship. So I give, the first part is a historical overview where I just talk about, you know, the building and then um, her, her her luxury ocean liner days, both pre-war and post-war, because she was a troop ship in, in World War II, along with her sister ship, Queen Elizabeth. And then 
and talk about post-war, she resumed her um, ocean liner um, uh, duties right after the war. And then, of course, um, after repatriation and, and war bride service, she sailed for a few more years and then retired in Long Beach. And in, in, I think it was December 10th, 1967. So uh, so that's an overview of the first part. And then the second part, I get into, uh, again, an overview of the paranormal. So I, I talk a little bit about some of the resident energies, some of the hotspot locations that are popular for paranormal activity. And then the, the ship granted me permission to republish, I should say. Um, I, I don't know how many there are in there. I want to say about maybe 30 uh, short entries from visitors from the late 1970s to the present that have documented paranormal activity. So that's that book. And then I, I thought a few years later, I'm like, I want to write a sister book to that, that delves more into the paranormal spiritual side of the ship. So that book, it, like I said, it just talks more in depth about uh, some of her resident ghosts, some of her resident spirits, a little bit more in depth on hotspot locations. And then of course, all pr pretty much it's a culmination of all the experiences I've had on that I've had on board since 2005. And then I thought a, a couple of years later, it was like 2017, I wanted to do more of a historical book where I where I talked to and interviewed former crew, former passengers, uh, war brides, I even got some uh, permission to republish some um, stories that were written a couple of maiden voyage accounts um, some, uh, World War II veteran accounts. So it's a, it's a, that book is RMS Queen Mary voices from her voyages. I forgot to say the name of the second one, that's spirited Queen Mary, her haunted legend. And then this one is RMS Queen Mary voices from her voyages. And that one, again, it's, it's a culmination of various people that have sailed on board and it, it's, it basically shares their sailing accounts and, and their memories from, from sailing on the Queen Mary. So World War II veterans, war brides, passengers, crew, so that took about two years to do, but it was a labor of love. Wow. So they're sold on board. Of course, they're on Amazon and all of that, but they're sold on board, which is really cool. It's like surreal to walk in and be like, oh my gosh, my books are in the gift shop. Hello. Never thought that would happen, but. That's so cool. Know. I would love to see you write a book on the making of her. As you're you know, talking, I keep seeing her being constructed and I don't know what's about there, but as you're talking, all I can, I'm like zoning out. I apologize. I missed no, like the last five minutes. All. Because literally she's showing me her construction. Like I'm seeing the building, I'm seeing the labor, I'm seeing the walls and the framing. And I'm like, what happened? What happened at that point that made you what you are today? So the, it, she makes me feel as if it's not, it's not the journeys that made her. God, she's talking to me. That is so incredible. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> she's she me. does. It, it's actually in the beginning of her. It's literally the construction in the building she, she's being constructed. I feel like people died around her or something. You know what I mean? You know, just... that's that's something I've always thought about too. I think that there's something very profound that that occurred at her inception. So the laying of the keel, even before that. So yeah. her, her design concepts began in 1926. And so this was a time when various countries were competing to have large vessels. Yeah. And the whole idea for steamships started with Samuel Cunard. So uh, the Queen Mary is obviously... Um, during um, the building. So what occurred, and I, I have some theories, I do think that, that there were uh, possibilities, some deaths, but I think that there was such a, uh, a wish from various people that, you know, that wanted this ship to be built. And so even with the depression, she was scheduled, I think, to sail in, I think, around May of 1932, if I have my dates correct, but the depression halted the building. 
And so there was, um, um, and the government had to intervene in order for that to happen. The Cunard and White Star Company had to merge. So the Queen, you know, Mary's company is Cunard, but at that time it was Cunard White Star during, because it had to, to merge for I can't even talk right now um, as a way to help fund the the building of the ship um, during and after the depression. So it was halted for a while and then resumed, but there were letters sent in Cunard board chairman, I think Sir Percy Bates. I remember um, reading about how many people were sending in letters saying, we want this ship finished. And so there was just such a desire and wish from people to have this ship built. And I think that plays into it as well okay. that I think a lot, I think you're right on that. I think something very, um, I don't know if it's spiritual per se, but something very profound occurred at the inception, even prior to that. And it just, that kind of started her journey, but it's just, it's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, even the, I'm really good friends with um, honorary Commodore Everett Horde and he, it's weird how he says this, but he almost likens it to like a Noah's Ark. Like it's just kind of like a parallel with that. Right. Um, I think even Todd, I think, I think it was Todd Bates that actually said that. Um, I think I forget. I think it was him. And he said, Oh, I consider her the eighth wonder of the world. And it's so true. Okay. There's just this there. I mean, there's just this, and you don't get this with other ships. And oh. I think too, the queen Mary almost, fulfills the legacies of other vessels that didn't make it mm-hmm. like for example the titanic a lot yeah. of people think the titanic's larger in fact it could actually fit inside the queen mary but oh, she wow. sailed past the exact spot of the titanic sinking on on her maiden voyage so there's a comparison there but just her sister ship um sunk in hong kong rms queen elizabeth and it just i think she almost sails on and, and continues the legacies of all these other vessels because when you go and see her in long beach it's you know built in 1934 very very historic it just it's it's amazing it's just truly amazing well it's so strange too because when i'm seeing my head is not garb for the 1934 if you really want to know i'm seeing garb of probably the 1800s of women you know the long dress and the great big hat i'm seeing this of somebody like a female walking by and like you know, put her hand across it and walk. And I'm like, and you're saying the time she was built. I'm like, I'm not seeing well, that. I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing, you know, who you're seeing 60 years earlier. What's I that? can tell you, I think I can tell you who you're seeing. So okay. the queen Mary, so RM, not RMS, her majesty, uh, queen Mary okay. of tech is the one that christened the queen Mary. And so there's actually, you can go on YouTube and, oh. and that you just type in like RMS queen Mary launch, Okay. September 26, 1934, and you, there's video there, and uh, she's there, and she says, I wish success to all who sail in her, and okay. then a, a bottle of Australian uh, champagne, I think it was, is crashed against the bow, and there she goes on, on her launch, so uh, I think you might be seeing Her Majesty Queen of Queen Mary of Tech. Okay. And so, and there's actual um, photos of her on board and um, plaques of her and things like that. So her energy, I think, is definitely okay a part of it. That would make so. sense, too, because I'm like, I don't know what I'm seeing in my head, but this ship is just talking. I've never yep. opened up to a ship before. I didn't think I did now either. And she's just like... She's no, just it's, it's crazy that. because that's exactly... And, it, and it's interesting because... I communicate with her even when I'm here in San Diego. Long Beach is like an hour and a half away. I communicate with her from, I don't have to be there. I can be here in San Diego. I could be wherever and I'm still communicating with her. But when I go, I could be like a mile away and I can feel 
okay, well, she's going to be very strong today, or maybe, you know, maybe it's just more of like subdued energy, but very sentient. And she's always communicating always. She has thought she has emotions. And it's, it's, so you're, you're spot on on that. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. I, I thought I was maybe going crazy. You but are I, not, I'm, not I'm at all. It anyway. So it's like, you know, you never know. No. Never yeah. So what other interests do you have? I mean, I know you've got other interests, but so I shouldn't say that. What what else sparks your soul the way the Queen Mary does or similar close to? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, you know, it's well, in terms of the paranormal, like when I first started, I was one of these that was very interested in, in going out and doing the investigations and or case studies and and getting the evidence and, and you know, reviewing. All, and I still love doing that. Don't get me wrong. But I've evolved a little bit to where it's now more of an interest in connecting with these energies that I'm working with and, and getting to know their story and, and their history and, and things of that nature. So it's evolved in that way. And I'm almost, even though I'm still obviously interested and involved in the paranormal, I've, I've now in the last couple of years have gotten way interested in more afterlife study. So, you know, this, this life after death and, you know, near death experiences and exploring what, where we go and what happens to us when, when mm -hmm. we depart this plane. So that is something that I, I'm very, very interested in. And so I love talking with people that also have that like-minded energy. Um, it's just, it's, I, I have this uh, passion for doing this. It's, it's a very meaningful type of work for me. Yeah. And so, um, and I, it's just one of the, th one of those things, you know, I was listening to you before I came on and, and it's true. We just have to, you know, set that intention and just be open to where life takes us yeah. and not necessarily, sometimes I can futurize a little bit too much, but I try not to do that. I try to, I'm trying to live more in the moment. But mm -hmm. just being open and not letting like that fear or fear of failure stop and things like that. So it's true. I'm just now kind of just kind of letting things evolve as they're supposed to. Which but, I think is amazing. Yeah. So have you ever thought, and this is really, it's weird because I'm talking to you and crap is just getting in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say it that way, but it's just know, a it's mean, dry, mean dry. thing. Feel like I'm like an inspiration to you for like an hour this morning. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> well, you like life out, you know, afterlife. I'm like, oh my god, so cool. And then I see you talking to a trans medium, and like the trans person goes in a trance, and you're like asking questions. I'm like, oh, this be a Zoom. Excuse me. In my head, I'm like, can you just be a Zoom? Da da da. <laughs> I love it. It's like going through, you know, and seeing. It's almost like you're going. I need to get. I don't want to read a book on this. I need to get the real, I need to get the real goods. You know what right? I mean? So yeah. It's either you learning to be a hypnotherapist so you can take people there or you talk to a trans medium that can take you, you know what I mean? So I've actually, it's funny. Oh. You, I, I want to get past life regression done. I had it done many years ago and I want to do that, but hypnosis is something I've, it's funny you mentioned that. Cause I'm like, I've thought about, oh, maybe should I get trained in it or should I, I would love to get hip. I, I, again, I had it done, well, past life regression and hypnosis done several years ago, but I would love to do it again just oh. to see, you know, now that I'm older and everything, but. I became an addict uh, last year. Yeah. An addict, but. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do it for the past life. I did it because I had a snake issue and I'm like, I have to get over some fears. Oh my yeah. God. See, I have it with spiders. Thank you very oh. much. Mm -mm. Have you no, not have... heard about my infamous show yet, Nicole? I literally talked for like a year saying how I'm definitely afraid of snakes. And I told I told everybody, 
if I'm ever doing the show, thinking I'm safe, I can say this. If I ever do this show and a snake goes by, you will see me run. Thank you. Oh, yeah. be gone. I'm in my home, right? The one time I go on location, the one time in Florida, in a front yard, oh, in a garden, in January, hmm. in Wisconsin in January, snakes are hibernating. They are not awake. Oh, Florida, my God. They're hmm. awake. And all of a sudden, here comes this black slithering thing, three feet Ew. long, staring at me. And I'm going, oh, paralyzed. No. Paralyzed, no, no. You know? yeah, I know you're like, no, 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 no. Oh, so to the point where my guest is going, Snake, please leave her alone. Just oh my gosh, <laughs> I have actually I have a story. It's probably gonna, you might be gone after this story. I don't know, but no, I was, I was me. actually, <laughs> tell me, I'm, I'm much better now. <laughs> good, good. See, I need to, I need to work on my fear of spiders. One time I was sitting here and I opened up my computer and there was a little dead, just a house spider, right? Like on my mouse, and I. <laughs> I screamed. I'm sure my neighbors heard and was like, oh my gosh, what's going on over there? But so I was one day I was walking, I was doing like brisk walking and all of a sudden, like there was a curb and then there was a car parked next to the curb. And I noticed, I said, what's down there? And it was a little baby, maybe this long, a little baby rattlesnake. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was dead or alive. It wasn't moving. So I knocked on uh, the house where the, the car was right in front of the house. So I was like, I'm sure this car belongs here. So I went to the door and I <laughs> rang their doorbell. I said, you know, I don't know. Is that your car out there? And they said, yeah. I said, uh, just so you know, there's a little baby rattlesnake like right next to the curb. So if someone gets in the passenger side, I don't know if it's dead or alive. You may yeah. want to check this out. So he came out and he was kind of prodding it with a stick. I think it was dead, but still, yeah. you never know. I was like, oh my gosh, but yeah. uh-uh, no. Snakes mm -hmm. are freaky though, but spiders, no, we have these big uh orange garden spiders that come out around this time and one time i walked into a web with one in it i didn't see it but then i felt like this little pinch on my neck and then when i went like this it was like in my hand and i swear it was it was bigger than a quarter i'm like uh-uh no so <laughs> yeah. mm, nope australia and florida no thank you mm -mm. Yeah. because of the <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I don't have a problem with spiders. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Oh my you know God, what I, mean? I wish. You know, me and hmm. snakes, I'm doing better now. I can go to zoos and I can like stare at them and they oh, don't find me and hide anymore. They actually come out, let me see their faces because I, I don't have the energy. Like I want to like thrash you and hurt you anymore. So oh my God. I I, I'm, I'm not going to pet one. We're not going to go there. I just needed to get over the initial run. Yeah. They have a snake exhibit in the San Diego um, Zoo. We have like one of the most famous zoos here in San Diego. And so they have a whole reptile snake pavilion and you can walk in. It's, it's like a round in a square and there's several. You can just look at them. And that's kind of fun to do. But right. they're behind glass. So yeah. glass you know. is good. Glass is good. Glass is good, right. And I'm a Harry Potter buff. So you know what? About that oh, time, yeah. the glass is going to disappear and I'm going to be snake talking. <laughs> Oh my God, that's so funny. Maybe, could it be like a spirit animal though? I mean, because you hear that too, like spiders. No, and it actually goes back to a past life for me. It See, really okay, does. yeah. It, it took me back and I will tell you, it took several past, it probably took five or six regressions mm -hmm. or therapy times before we finally found one that we actually had to slowly take me to it. Yeah. And I literally am in, I, I'm in Egypt. I mean, and I don't have, I don't have this like, oh my God, I want to be an Egypt type thing. But it's an asp. I can see it. And I actually have affinity with snakes, but I I actually give it my, to kill me. I ask it to basically kill me. And it created a fear. Oh, see that? This, mm. and, you know, I, but it didn't kill me to kill me. I I mean, I actually invited it in to kill me. That's, I wanted to commit suicide. 
You know oh, and I mean? see, and, and isn't it funny how the past, I think past lives influence in, in more ways than one. Yeah. It, oh, God. So desperately do. Desperately do. But I'll tell you what, if you start that journey, wait for your life to change because your life is going to be blown up change. Yeah, and see, change is something that I used to not, well, I was open to it, but not as much as I am now. Mm -hmm. I'm more just, you know what, things are going to unfold as they're going to unfold. But again, you have to work for it, too. But I'm just more like, okay, live in the moment. and Let's see what where it takes, you know, where it takes me. So exactly. That's where so, I'm at. I was like, well, yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it can be a little anxious, you know, anxiety provoking, but I, I think it's a beautiful place to be in life. Mm -hmm. so. I agree with you. I agree with you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So let, you know what? I just took you right off of what you do into fear. No, you know, I don't care. I don't care. I love these sorts of, I'm not, you know what? I love just, well, let's go with the waves, you know? That's how I am. Like, anybody's mm -hmm. like, you got questions? No, no, no. Cause people, some people have sent me their formal questions. They no, I love the discussion anyway. style. Yeah. So it's just like, let's go talk about whatever. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I'm the same way. Oh my yeah. God. Wherever we're going to end up is we're going to end up. That's right. You know, so I do want to talk about your discussion. So, cause you do, you have 12, 12 different uh, things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. About, about 12 on there. And there's some that I um, don't do as often as others, you know, like the, the, I just did a class at San Diego Oasis. I think it was last Monday. So the, my paranormal uh, uh, investigation presentations and they can be classes as well. So I have two of those, like an intro and then a more like advanced one. Those are popular. Queen Mary is obviously one. Right. Um, I have one on the afterlife chronicles as well. Um, I'm actually coming out with another book in January. I'm doing, I used, I'm traditionally published, but I'm now moving more into the, the self-publishing route and that's a whole different ball game. Um, a, a huge learning curve, but you know, it's, it's fun. So I'm coming out with that afterlife chronicles, exploring the connection between life, death and beyond in, in January. And so that's the basis of this presentation as well. Okay. So that's a good one. And then I have, um, let's see one on like San Diego hauntings and historic locations. Uh, geez, I'm forgetting some of the other ones. Um, animals in the afterlife. Um, there's a bunch of different like uh, paranormal ones, like document documentation and paranormal research. I should probably it's on. They're all on my website, um, authornicolestrickland.com. There's a few others that I'm <laughs> that I'm blanking on what they are, but you know, it's, like I said earlier, it's like I was the kid. I was in elementary and middle school, even high school. I did not like talking in front of people. I hated it. But then something happened, and I just I love it. I love doing it now. It's weird how that, how that evolves. So. Right. Um, I, and I love it because you, I, I can watch you in your show and I'm just like, God, you're just like, you're really? Like, oh my God. Oh God. Yeah. It's like, sometimes I, I like ramble on and. Well, um, I kind of listen to you and then I, I remember Bob and Tom in the morning, you know, I don't know them, but you know, they're just so relaxed and doing it forever. You know what I mean? So are you though. Bob and Tom at night, you know. <laughs> yeah, I listen to yours and I'm like, God, she's very natural. So yeah. I think, you know, I think if you're yourself on there, I think people gravitate to that. And, you know, you're yourself and you you speak from your heart and you're genuine. And I think people love that. You can tell when someone's just kind of put on versus just, you know, being yeah. themselves. So oh, I, I think you're 110% right. So let's talk about this Afterlife Chronicles. I want to talk more about it. Yeah. So, so the, yeah. So the book, you know, I have an interesting story. So Schiffer and I, my book, San Diego's most haunted is published with Schiffer, great company for books for nonfiction books. 
So it was supposed to be published, uh, I think it was fall 2021, but they lost their paranormal editor and she's a good friend of mine. She had to retire. And so they haven't, I don't think they've hired a new editor. They prefer to have, I guess, um, someone knowledgeable in the paranormal to edit any paranormal spiritual titles. So they sit until it was on hold as well as other books in that category. So they gave me the option. You can wait indefinitely. We don't know when it's going to, you know, when we're going to get a new editor or you can just go on your own. And so I decided, you know what, because I, what's interesting is I was originally going to self-publish it, but then I got lazy and I said, oh, I'll just go with Schiffer. So it's, it's almost like what was meant to be is working out. So, um, so that's, you know, I'm self-publishing it. So uh, it's, I, I talk about, so there's about, let's see here. I'm trying to get the table of contents in my head here. There's about maybe 17 or 20 different stories that people have submitted that have had very profound um, spiritual encounters, whether it's with their pets or whether, you know, deceased friends, deceased relatives. So those stories are dispersed throughout the book. And then um, getting into uh, different types of spirit communication in there. So traditional types of uh, methodologies, as well as like divination, alternative techniques, spirit guides. Um, uh, I talk a little bit about the exploration and the connection between life, death and beyond, near death experiences, things of that nature. So it's 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 a lot of information packed in it, which I think maybe might turn some people off, but because you can literally probably like write five books from this one book, but we'll see. I'm excited. I love to write. I it's it's a labor of love for me. And I'm one of these, you know, I, I don't necessarily write to make money. It's just more of a passion. And well, I mean, whatever little money I get is great, but you know, it's right. just one of those passion passion. And it's, I thought I would have written more during the pandemic. And what's Mm -hmm. interesting is I didn't really just a couple of articles. I wrote an ebook after my, uh, my beloved Kaylee passed, it was supposed to be just an article, but then it turned out to be like a 12,000 ebook. So I'm like, all right, well, I might as well just turn it into an ebook. So but writing, writing is a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. There's another one. Um, You're in it too, which is awesome. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. yeah, I I mean, it took me forever. That, oh, no I mean, once I, out, I just sat down. I was like, da, 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 da. There you go. I'm like, oh my god! I basically wrote her a book. I don't. Know. Good. We need. Yeah, I. We are super excited to have you. And so it was actually Marie D. Jones' idea, and then she came to me and said, "Would you want to work on this with me?" And I said, "Yeah." And then um, her writing partner Denise Agnew is involved as well. So that's the woman. The women in. I think it's called Women on the Fringe. I think it's it's women in the paranormal. Mm-hmm. So it's it's an anthology of all kinds of different women. And the paranormal from, you know, psychic mediums to paranormal investigators to ufologists to authors. So that's a real fun project. And so we're still um, getting a few stories. If you know, we well, we had the deadline, but we're extending it, um, I think, another month or so. So if you know of anyone you recommend, just let me know, because we're still looking for, I think, a few more entries. Oh, I can definitely do that. I can definitely yeah. do that. I can think of yeah. it for you. You know what I mean? So Yeah, but it's awesome you're involved. That's so I, cool. I, I, am, I was so honored when you reached out. I was yeah. so honored. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. Such an honor. You know? Totally. And then yeah. it took me months to even answer your questions. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just finished my part of it, my submission, like a couple of weeks ago. I was way late on mine. I'm like, oh, I better get I better get to <laughs> Well, I think, I think it's funny because as you're talking about writing labor love and it's, it's so funny because I've written classes, you know, and like Mm -hmm. advanced classes, one lesson in in advanced class could be like 5,000 or 6,000 words. 
Right. It really isn't that. I mean, that's a lot of words if you think about it. It is a lot of words. Exactly. Yeah. That's almost you know? enough for an ebook. I mean, I think an ebook, I think they the average is a minimum of like 10,000 words, but that, yeah. that's on its way to an ebook right there. But if you think about it, I do six lessons for one class at 6,000 words per lesson. That's. That's, yeah. That's Have you so thought much. of writing a book? Yes. Yes. Because I, I, I can. I kind of get that. I think yeah, everybody keeps telling me I should, and you then should. I don't to do this, and then I don't. And you know what? Honestly, I've been over the last course of, um, I would say the last year, I'm like, why haven't I written it? Why haven't I written it? Because Spirits actually wrote it in my head once, yeah, and mm -hmm. I didn't type it out. And then it was over this last couple of months where that whole, you know, parts of your life come to reality again. You yeah. know, just parts of it, yeah. and you're like, oh my God, you know what I mean? And you get this revelation of, Absolutely. Holy crap, I didn't see it that way. You know, it's like when you start to see the reality of it, all of a sudden it's like, okay, maybe that's the reason it hasn't been written because I'd almost look like a liar in my own book about my life because I wasn't <laughs> writing about it. I was writing how it was seen it before versus what it really was. Right. I, I, I get you on that. And I think yeah. there's a time and place for everything. And I think if you follow your heart and listen to the you know, your own wisdom, but any wisdom from beyond, it's like you, you just know when the time is right to do yeah. things. I so. think it's a lot closer than I think it is. I, I yeah, my, I'm now asking people like, who's your editor? Who's this? yeah, see like, that things I never even thought about before. So I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's like right around the corner. It's I am all right for there. you doing that, that right I think there. that'd be a great journey. Um, oh. I'd love to have it on my shelf. So <laughs> you know, right back there. So yeah. <laughs> See if we can get that on an ebook and how many downloads we could get with that. I know, right? Oh my gosh. Awesome. Sky's the limit, my friends. Uh, Guys, well, actually, no, it goes beyond that, but you know what I mean? Oh, 110%, <laughs> you know, 110%, which is awesome, which is awesome. So I want to keep going in with the afterlife and that type of thing. So yeah, uh, are you are you familiar with Daniel? Is it Daniel Moody? Daniel Moody? I had yeah, uh, Raymond Moody. Raymond yes, Moody. Raymond oh my Moody. God, yes, it's been years since I read his books. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, he. Uh, oh my god. I mean, he is the almost you know the the, yeah. the forefather, I guess, of of near death experiences and right. his books. There's a couple that I there's. I've read a lot of them, but it's been a while, but there's um, a couple that I haven't written, but my gosh, he collected NDE after NDE after NDE. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it, I've reflected on the title of near death experiences. And I almost feel it was titled a little differently because it, it, it it's, I feel it's more normal than what people, you know, think how people think it is. I think, and I'm wondering if it's, I don't know what I would title it, how I would title it differently, but it, it's phenomenal how that happens to certain people. And I'm wondering if people have a, an experience like that, but maybe close it off or maybe forget about it. But you hear these stories of, you know, when people are so close to physical death mm -hmm. and then they're able to, you know, see what happens when we move on. Yeah. And it's like you get these little traits in there that are, are common uh, across cultures, uh, men, right. women, different, you know, ethnicities and things like that of losing interest in materialism and um, having a more sense of love and openness to people and almost um, I've read that people when they have these experiences, they will see where they go. And the colors are more vibrant and it's more of like a paradise, but it they can shape it to 
how their culture is, mm -hmm. which is something that's really, really interesting. But and, and on my show this next Thursday, John Davis, Ooh. he now I found him now, interestingly, I'm kind of rambling here. Here I oh, go wonderful. again with my rambling. I found him on um, YouTube just incidentally. And there I forget what show he was on. And he uh, talked about his profound near death experience. And when I watched the video, I can send it to you if you want the link. When I watched the video, and, and listening to him talk about it, it was so descriptive, and so vibrant that I'm like, I have to reach out to this. I didn't know if you want to be on the show or not. So I reached out to him. And, you know, he's coming on Thursday. So but his, his account is one of the most descriptive and one of the most um, beautiful that I've ever heard. Right. So it's, it's I don't know. Like, do you know of anyone in your, oh, in, go ahead. In, in my realm. Yeah. My daughter's had one, but I know she wouldn't come See? on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? and uh, it's just who she yeah. is. You know what I mean? Her, she, she had her experience mm -hmm. for a reason. She's helped a multitude of people through it and you know and it is yeah. what it is now she's on to a different different journey which is amazing maybe someday that's she'll, awesome you yeah. know go back to it, but it just, it's just right it's like you know afterlife experiences you know the everyday experience you know what i mean because mm -hmm. they really are an everyday thing i think people it are they're getting more and more they're open people are opening their eyes to this you know it's i like, think wow. so too you, you know? see that yep you, you also see it in death you know um only because it's like, you know, they've scientifically, now they've signed, you know, they used to look at it from the nurse's perspective, like the nurse would tell you, mm -hmm. you know, like you, you know, I, I was a nurse for 21 years. I knew when that soul was going to say goodbye. You just knew it. I could, I could walk in like, everybody be like, you need to get there. I, yeah, I got like, I got like 45 minutes, guys. You know what? It's not going to yeah. happen yet. You just knew it, you know, and you, if you're watching it, you could actually feel the soul leave, you know, and scientifically they've proven it by they actually weighed the body they actually weighed the body on a scale mm -hmm. so that you know and there's actually a weight difference and you can't tell me it's just air going out you know it's a no. significant difference because no. people when they're passing away aren't doing a lot of breathing you know so there's a whole lot to this you know there's a huge absolutely absolutely and, and it's but, you know it's sam part dr sam parnia nyu's um lango medical center yeah. he's done i think the largest or one of the largest nde studies and he says it's interesting because the brain slowly dies and it's not just obliterated upon death it takes a while for the brain to slowly die and so there's all these you know science the scientific evidence that points to life after death to me now Mm -hmm. is so strong that it's you can't be a cynic about that you can't disprove it you know well, like the, the weight of the soul is one one aspect yeah. of that well and it's it's weird because like in my in, in in my work you know i don't read auras but if you if i was an aura reader or people that read auras you can actually see um the aura passing you can see the aura dying you mm -hmm. know so you can see a person coming closer to death because their aura started to die for myself i can walk through a mall and go you got a week, you got two weeks, you got until tomorrow. It's, I can feel it. I can just feel that essence already leaving them, you know? So it's really, it's really beautiful when you bring all those other aspects in to, to know that, like you just said, it, it's not a, it's not a boom and we're gone, you know, no. even, mm -hmm. even in murder, even in suicide, even in, in a quick passing, this is not something that's just, it's not, it's not done in a moment's notice. It really no, is. absolutely not. 
You know, I have a quick story too about, um, I actually, uh, I have a background in in education and in counseling, social work. And so, but at one point, this was about 10 years ago, I thought of maybe going into nursing school and I did start. And then it just, for some reason, just didn't really work out for me. It just, after a while, I decided not to, to do it. Um, my mom's a nurse, my aunt's a nurse. So I have a lot of medical people in my family. Great, great profession. I just felt it wasn't for me at that time. But during my uh, studies, I volunteered uh, at one of the hospitals here in San Diego. And the day before, there was an elderly woman that was in there and she was slowly, or I should say quickly deteriorating. So I went in there and, and talked with her and, and, and visited her for a while. And then right before I was leaving, she really deteriorated, like her oxygen was depleting and uh, she was really deteriorating fast. And it just baffled me. And I know nurses are so busy and I get that, but the two nurses that were assigned to her were just not really spending time with her. Uh, she had her call light on. They weren't going in to see her. And I had to say, you know, she's she's not doing well. Her oxygen's low. And it just baffled me. And so then the next day I was due back in the morning. And when I arrived and I was walking down the hall, I knew she was still there because I could I could just feel it. But then when I went in, she was on her way out. And so I was actually in the room when she finally transitioned. And, you know, the they had to have two nurses, as you know, you know, check the yep. pulse and all of that. And so, so she transitioned and it just, you could feel almost her leave and just this sense of peace. Mm-hmm. And like, even the light, the room got lighter. And I remember after the, the nurses left, I, I stayed in there for a few minutes with her and um, it just, the energy just completely shifted from being, you know, constrained to the, to the body, to finally leaving and being at peace. And it was just such a, it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. Yeah. It's, so. it's you know what? I, I can't say enough about that. You know, yeah. I loved, and I, I'm, I'm an, I loved being an end of life nurse. I'm not going to say hospice because I didn't know who hospice, but end of life. I love Yeah. Love My that. mom did that for a while too. She really yeah. enjoyed it. I, I love it because to be able to, <clears throat> excuse me, hold the hand of somebody passing away mm-hmm. and looking at him and, and, you know, um, the last time back in the nursing, I did a lot of end of life care. Well, because I was doing a lot of geriatrics and whatnot for maybe people that didn't have family coming in and other nurses or people that like, Hey, Dad, can you come do a reading for the, they're not wanting to pass. Can you come to it? Yeah, I'll come. And I would go and sit with the person and I would do a reading for them to see their loved ones. And you would just see the expression. like, And I'd hold their hand. I'm like, it's okay to go. It's just okay. You know? Yeah. And then to hold their hand as they were letting go. And then to see this beautiful soul after the fact. So I'm looking at this elderly body, but I'm looking at this beautiful soul that's in their 20s. And they're going, thank you. Right? Thank you. It's a relief. It's a sense of relief. Oh, it's, it's so beautiful. And, and it's with, know? yeah, it's phenomenal. Uh, I bet, I mean, I bet you were fantastic. I mean, those individuals were so lucky to have you if, by their if I side. Done that aspect of nursing every day for the rest of my career, I would have stayed. <laughs> yeah. See that? See, absolutely. But there's a lot more than that. There's a lot of life in nursing, mostly life, little, little passing, little transition, but mostly mm-hmm. life. And I really just love the families and I love the transition. And I love, I love that beauty of it, you know, yes. birth back into birth into the afterlife well what really is probably the life you know what i mean let's not that's what i think life. too. Like birth into life mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I mean? and uh to me it's gorgeous it's beautiful it is it's yeah. it's funny how it's called afterlife because i mean we have life here but 
you know, it's, it's almost like that's more, I can see why it's called that because it's like your, your soul is evolving and you, you know, you're after life and you're moving on from this realm and, and all of that. So, but it's interesting how it's, I've always thought about that. Like, why is it called afterlife? You know, maybe it should be called something different. I don't know. I, I think it's our ego thinking, oh, this is this is what it's about. It's like, yeah. Know, we're only here yeah. blink of an eye, guys. We're here blink of an eye. We're going back. We're going back to our real life. That's we're it. We're going home. We're having an experience. You know what I mean? We're going to wake up and we're going to be back in our life, you know, and and that's my way of looking. That's my way of looking at it. So. And that's another thing, too, being in this field. It has taught me about this and so I've learned to cope with physical death more so when loved ones pass there's more of an understanding of course you still grieve and you go through those stages right. but it's not as I mean it's still difficult but it's not as difficult you have more of an understanding right. so that's that's helped me and I'm sure you know countless other people as well yeah so which is it's just amazing I mean this this field just mm. helps so many people and and people don't realize and if you ever want to just help people you know what getting into paranormal and paranormal is not just like haunted houses guys paranormal it's not it's huge it's everything that you don't consider normal is paranormal you know right. um which really is the new norm sorry sorry to it is it that's it well, is though <laughs> yes it is and it's like is it really paranormal i think a lot of this is normal yeah. and what's considered normal is really paranormal. You know, you, my mind goes like that. It's, it's, it's flip-flopped. It's flip-flopped. Yeah, it generations go and, and transition. It's just, it's going to mm. happen. And, and then I wonder what's going to be the next paranormal because you know what? They're going to look at us like, oh my God, you guys were just so, so back, you know, in the 80s. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? You're like so yeah. old with us. Wait, like, you were wrong. Wait, you're You don't have to now. do hypnotherapy anymore. We just mm. blink our eyes and we know what it was. <laughs> yeah. We're the old fogies, you know, going, hey, but we, 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 we paved that road for you guys. <laughs> totally, totally. Oh my gosh. I, I'm curious to see how it's going to evolve in the next like, you know, 25, 50, 100 years, you know? Yeah. So well, yeah. I know for me, it's going to have to be the next lifetime because I'm not sticking around 100 years. Man, no, me neither. No. I'm, I'm not thinking like longevity should be a thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, some people I, be 90 years old and you know walking with the walker is just like no i didn't see i that. see i'm with you on that i'm with yeah. you on that yeah I, I, i'm thinking when i have to hit the walker it's time for me to transition it's no, like no. yeah no. you know what i'm gonna go sleep for 10 minutes i'll be back don't worry <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I am so with you on that oh my I'll god i'll come back and why not i live through this i can live through anything you know there you go I yeah, see, I love titanic and went really oh my god that's Mm. Beautiful. So how can people find you, Miss Nicole? How oh, you? my gosh. Well, I'm on so social media, of course, Facebook, I have different Facebook uh, pages. So Nicole D. Strickland, let's see afterlife chronicles and beyond my team has a Facebook page, um, the acronym SDPRS for San Diego, paranormal research society. And then uh, let's see websites or Twitter, of course, I'm on Twitter, SDPRS, Nicole author Nicole Strickland on Instagram. I am not on TikTok yet. I don't know if I will be. Maybe I will. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure all that out. But I know <laughs> I've had people say, you need to get on TikTok. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe. Maybe one of these days. I should uh, know if I'm doing it right. I just, whatever. You know what? No, you're, you're fantastic. <laughs> just follow your heart. Let it guide you. You know, you can't, you can't steer you wrong. No. Let's see. Websites, author Nicole Strickland, and then San Diego Paranormal Research.com. Both sites need to be um, updated 
I need to do that. I've been lazy. It's okay. So, and then uh, let's see books, uh, you know, like the Queen Mary ones are obviously on the ship. And then some of my, uh, like San Diego's Most Haunted, Spirits of Rancho Buena Vista Adobe, they're in some local stores, but you can find them online, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you know, a lot of those online retailers. Right. So, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. You know, I'm weird with social media. I'm one of those that gets on quickly and then I get off or I might go through a spurt where I don't post for a few days and then I come back and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, it, it, I'm weird like that. I'm the same way. I'm the yeah, same way. It's just like, if I was just a go gung ho person, I'd probably be like, whatever. I'm just like, whatever. I'm not, I know, right? Totally. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm the same it way. Is. It is what it is. Well, thank you so much, Nicole, for coming on. This is like one of the fastest hours of my life. Right? So I know. You. That's what happens when we do. And I can't wait to have you on December oh, 1st, too. I so cannot that's wait. So it's fun. like coming so close. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. It's like summer, Halloween. I mean, it was just May. Now it's going to be November. I mean, what the heck? I don't know. That's a whole thing. But this has been so much fun. It's It's been such an honor to be on your show. And again, I am so proud of you. For oh. those 100,000 and, and so well-deserved. I'm still blown away. I am, I am still, I mean, all, I'm, I'm blown away and internally grateful. Yes. And, and the fact that now I know that what we're doing is making a difference and it's mm -hmm. helping people and hopefully changing some lives. Absolutely. So, you know what? You're doing you and it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, there are a lot of people, including myself, that are super proud of you. So keep doing it. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> You have a great day. Enjoy the early morning for you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta do some work, but that's cool. I'm going to make some more coffee here and then get on my way. But this has been so much fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. And everybody else, I'll be back in a few minutes with your weekly reading with Diet here on School Through Spirit, WLTKDB.com. Thank you, Miss Nicole. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Certified psychic medium Stephanie Lynn creates an authentic connection between the living and the spirit world. Stephanie knows she is here to help heal, educate, and provide validation that there is more after death and allows herself to be a conduit and work as a team with spirit to pass on messages from their world to ours. Stephanie Lynn also works as a spiritual life coach to help you achieve, create, and manifest your best self and life. Looking for help communicating with an animal? Searching for a past life regression therapist? Or dealing with a paranormal experience? Stephanie Lynn is here to help. For a list of full services, visit her on Facebook under Stephanie Lynn Spirit Sensitive. That's Stephanie Lynn Spirit Sensitive. This is Diet here, back with School Through Spirit on WLTKDB.com. And we are doing our weekly reading, guys. Remember, five-card stud here. Five, yep, we're going to put poker with oracle cards like we do every week. With that being said, I want you to pick a number, one through five. You can pick one, two, pick up four, five, whatever you would like to do. Do it as a full reading. 
but this is something for you to look at, to enjoy, um, kind of open your eyes about. As you guys know, I'm going to take all of them as a weekly reading for myself, but let me know what you're all thinking. Oh my God, I got to get this book back up here. Oh my God, he took it down and I appreciate it, but I am honoring this book. I'm doing a book launch on this this week with Todd Bates, whether he likes it or not, because it is hitting much more than just whatever. Um, love it, love it, love it. Okay. So um, we're doing Todd's book launch, even though he won't come on and be the face of his book. <laughs> so let's do this. Um, so we are using Lisa Williams Oracle deck, Soul or Intuitive Soul Oracle deck this week. So card number one, plan, make plans, see in the future and making changes. I love this card. Why? Because all of those thoughts are supposed to start coming into place. Okay. You're start. you're not actually doing it. You're just thinking about it. You're making a plan. You're making something more concrete. You're taking this from daydream state into, oh, let's do it this way. Oh, let's do it that way. That type of thing. You're starting to write it down, guys. So you're taking this from the thought process into writing it down and, and to the next step. Okay. So that's a, you pick number one. Card number two is the angel card. I love this card because it is telling you, you've got angels all around you. You're working in the uh, angel realm. If you feel as if you are not alone, trust me when I say you're not, especially if you pick card number two, your loved ones are around you. And I have a feeling a lot of people today are kind of going, oh my God, is my, you know, is my mom around? Is my grandma around? Is my grandpa around? This card is saying, yes, they are. You know, you're not alone in this. Work with your guides, work with your angels, work with your loved ones. Okay. And that's all this is about. It's, it's, it's pretty maj majestic. It's pretty amazing, but it really when it comes comes down to it, it's that you're not alone. You're not alone. Card number three. <clears throat> this is one of my favorite cards. It's the wealth card. I love this card because I love how it's got a penny here. It doesn't have like a hundred dollar bill. It's got a penny. Okay. And to me, pennies are freaking amazing. One, one penny is not even going to get you a gumbo, but a hundred pennies will get you somewhere. And we see pennies all the time. We see them as little bits of wealth all around us. Okay. Now, so many of us look at just getting the lottery, but really wealth is really all those small things that come together that add up to something more. So look at your life and you know what, if you're sitting there going, oh my gosh, I'm not getting a lot of this or I'm not getting a lot of that. Look at everything and how it's adding up because I have a feeling you got a ton of wealth around you and a lot of different aspects. Card number four is the rain card. It's time to cleanse, my dears. It's time to cleanse changing and rebirth and cleansing you're going into a freedom state okay you're just going into a sense of freedom and what this means is you really are you're decluttering you're getting rid of crap in your life you're getting rid of the crap in your head and you're moving forward it's really truly a beautiful way to be a beautiful place to go to okay so take some time refresh yourself and get rid of some of some of the extra stuff and card number five is the universe card. I love this card also because it really is opening up. It's saying, you know, what else is next? What else is out there? Okay. So you're allowing everything else to come in to help you to bridge your life from one life to a next life. And I mean, it's not like death here, guys. This is really just different aspects of you and moving forward with those aspects of you. Okay. 
So card number one, guys, was planning. You're, you've taken this out of the um, out of the idea stage. You're taking this into to writing it down. You're making it a little bit more concrete. Number two is you've got your guardian angels around you. you got your, your guides, your loved ones. Don't worry. They're helping you. You're not by yourself in this. Number three was that wealth card. Take time to look around you to go, oh, my God, what is around me? What is going on? You know, um, what is what is everything? What is everything that's happening within your life? Okay, look at all those small little miracles. Number four is that rain card because it's time to cleanse. You are cleansing off the old, welcoming the new. It's really what it's about. You know what I mean? You're 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 letting go of old stuff and bringing in some new stuff. And card number five was the universe card, which really is just allowing the universe to work for you because it's supposed to it's, it's that's the dynamic of it that's just the dynamic of it and how it's supposed to work now let's pull a card just for that let's bring it together card let's oh my god let's use an oldie but goodie um we haven't used a divine feminine oracle in a long time so let's do this we're, who are we going to bring in is a clarification card for all of this just to say let's bring it together so for all those people going, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what this is about. Blah, blah, blah. Let's bring a clarification card in for you guys to go. Here you go. So it is um, Mary Magdalene. Oh, baby. That's a serious card, isn't it? The apostle, of the, the apostle of the Apostles. I am the bridge between heaven and earth. I am fully human and fully divine. You know what? This is a rock star card because this card tells me that, you know what? Everything is exactly where it's supposed to be for a reason. Everything is exactly where it's supposed to be. And you are rocking this. And I will tell you what, what else this card is telling me is that the impossible is possible. Okay. In a time, in a place that still is sometimes going on, and we're going to do this, the whole, let's, let's get the jump on the women, the woman bandwagon here. But in a, in a day and age where they said women could not do this woman did, and she's still doing okay. And that she's just coming through to tell you with every one of these aspects of these cars that came in today, you're not alone. The universe is with you. Everybody's with you. And that you are going to propel forward. Okay. You are going to propel forward. So stand in both, stand in both worlds. It's totally okay, guys. Okay. Totally and completely okay to stand in both worlds. Okay. I also want to kind of, I don't know why I keep feeling like I need to tell everybody this. I don't know what's going on, but I do feel like guys, when you go to, um, when you go get a reading, if you go, you know, you're, I, I have a lot of people that have been reaching out to me a lot lately going, oh my God, you know, this person's going to hold me. They want to do this reading or, you know, they're saying I got this going on and that they could do a reading for me. You know what? First off, if people are getting a hold of you saying, I want to do a reading for you, that's probably a big red flag to say, you're a troll, you're a scammer, probably shouldn't go there because readings, I will tell you what, really come from in outwards. They come from, what, what I mean by that is you get a feeling of, I need a reading. I need some guidance. I need to hear from grandma, whatever it might be. You know, it's, it's never going to work the opposite way. You know, a reader should never get a hold of you. The next thing is, is when you go to search out somebody, you know, you go to search out somebody, you go, you know what? I want them for a life coach. I, I, I want to see a life coach. I need to, I need to find maybe a reader. I need this or that. I want you to research the person. Okay. Research them. Because if you find out they went to Udemy, Further certification, that's all the further they went. Probably not the person you want to go to for something. You really want to find somebody that's really gotten into their craft. You really want to get somebody that, you know, it has really studied, has really worked. Because when you have somebody that has just done a little bit, they're really probably not going to help you in the long run. So you want somebody that has, you know, if they're a reader, that's put their time in. 
that's put they know what they're doing okay there there's somebody you know that that you maybe not necessarily gotten schooling or education because it's not it's not always about that especially when they're a psychic medium a lot of time it is it is you know what is their experience what is their knowledge what what sometimes it is their accreditations okay when it comes to life coaches find that person that really has been certified by you know something that they had to put a year or two into you know somebody that really understands the mind really understands that connection and where to go to so make sure because I will tell you what, I've had a lot of people come out to me this week and going, you know what, they're finding things and they're ending up being hurt, not helped because they're going by, you know, somebody that took the short and easy cut out to make that dollar, you know? So please do me your favor and do your research before you, you jump into anything, whether it be getting a reading or life coaching or educated by somebody, you know, all of those, all of those, you know, it's, it's not hard to weed out somebody. They can do a lot of good talking. Doesn't mean they got, they got the the goods to follow behind it. Okay. Um, don't know why I felt like I needed to tell you that other than I've gotten a lot of that this week. I've gotten a lot of that. So I do want to talk about all of our different shows because, oh my God, we got a ton of them. As you know, we go over the recap for the week because I do like everybody to know what's going on in the world of WLTKDB because this is a phenomenal radio station. And not just because I'm part of it, because it really is. It really is. We've got some great people on here, great hosts. The shows are growing. And as you all know, I have got a goal in life. I've had this goal for a year, and we're almost meeting it. Todd and his whitey tidies, 12 hours a day while he's awake, because he has no other time. He doesn't even get to get up and get dressed, because he's just got to get busy getting on the radio. Which means we have room for more shows, guys. We have room for more shows, Okay. So Monday morning, we do start with myself, your school through spirit, um, and WLTKDB at 9 a.m. After me at noon is Barnaby Jones with Monday Morning Monsters. Um, after that, tonight is Be the Change with Christina Bloom at 8 p.m. And after her, right away, she follows herself up with Paranormal Room with Christina Bloom and Logan Jacobson. Phenomenal shows, guys. And she's got a ton to talk about because she's been in New York for the last week, rocking it out in New York. So Pick her brain tonight, guys. Tomorrow morning, we start again with Heather Lee um, exploring the paranormal. Another phenomenal show at 9 a.m. Tomorrow night is myself, which is The Unfiltered with Diet Renee at 6 p.m. That's where I'm doing readings, guys. That's where I'm doing readings. Um, bring your questions. After me is Moment to Moment with Linda Hope at 7 p.m. And after her is 10 p.m. with Paranormal Pete with Pete Orbea. So see, time gap there, guys. We got room. Wednesdays, we start self-care. What does paranormal got to do with it? And that's with our very own Deidre Sanford. She's at 10 a.m. See and Beyond with Kelly Eckhart and Cheryl Murphy is on at 11 a.m. Guys, they brought their theirs from at one night work over to ours. And they are a rocking show. Psychic Hour with Kelly Brickles on at 3 p.m. And Over the Target with Missy Hart and Nicole Ford is at 8 p.m. Again, guys, those are all on Wednesday. On to Thursdays, we start with Chat with Charlie with Stephanie Lynn at 9 a.m. <clears throat> the Donut Realm with Brandon Wainwright is and MP is at 6 p.m. Realm of Darkness with Rennie Rodriguez and Ashley Marino is at 7 p.m. <clears throat> and the Afterlife Chronicles with Nicole Strickland, who we've been talking to for an hour now, is on 8 p.m. And guys, you got to go watch her show because it's phenomenal. And then after her, she is followed up with Voices of the Dead with Kenneth Drake at 9 p.m. On to Fridays. Oh my God, guys. Oh my gosh. Look at this. We need a whole, we need another hour just to talk about all the shows. 
We have got the Good Shit Show on Monday mornings with Missy Hart at 9 a.m. On to that is the Psychic Hour reading show at 3 p.m. And that's Miss Kelly Brickle where she is doing readings, whether it be psychic mediumship or a, or um her infamous numerology. And she's a phenomenal numerologist, guys. Um, 8 p.m. is Secrets with Rennie Rodriguez and Haunted Voices with Todd Bates and Nicole Strickland. Our producer and the lady I've been speaking to for the last hour is at 10 p.m. And that's on Fridays, guys. And that is a show that's also been going on forever and a day. And they're awesome. So please, guys, take a moment. Come on in. You know what? We got tons of stuff going on. And if you're looking at for advertising, if you're looking for, do you have a business out there? Do you have something that you just want to like advertise? Right now we're running a special. I believe it's one month, get one free. It's $80 for uh advertisement and that advertisement you're paying for the live you're paying for the live so as you see the show those live advertisements are going on but this is the this is the censure when we are done when we are done with the live advertise when we're done with the live show it goes into our podcast form so like for say my show you pay for it you're going to get your advertising when it goes in it shows live when it goes into that broadcast when it goes into the podcast and it gets downloaded that 100,000 times, guess what goes with it? The commercial, guys. And you're not paying for the commercial in the, the podcast. You're only paying for the live. So that commercial is going to stay with the podcast forever in a day, which is super awesome. Oh, with that being said, guys, I hope you guys have a beautiful week. I do want to talk about next week a little bit because it is, oh, my God, Matthew's, Nicole Strickland is one of the coolest people ever. She really is. She really is. Now, next Monday is Halloween. And you would think I'd be doing something majorly special for Halloween, right? I am. I am. But I decided to go a different route, and I decided to let Spirit choose who was going to get my Halloween show. I didn't want to put my thought and my effort and my ego into it. And I literally just went, whoever it's supposed to belong to is going to belong to it. And I was blown away by Joe Frankie getting it. Didn't ask for him. Literally, I put the date out to a million people. Literally went, hey, you know what? Who would like to be on my show? I gave everybody dates because that's what I do. And nobody wanted it. And Joe Frankie, who I'd never spoke to before, I said, I'll take it. Why not? And we didn't even put two and two together that it would be Halloween. Now, Joe Frankie is, I believe, the CEO for the Warren Legacy Foundation, which is paranormal. He is. Um, he was kind of handpicked by Lorraine Warren back in the day, back when he was 18 or 19 years old to be um, a person they trained up in the field of paranormal investigation and the whole world of Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, of which, you know, he was just really, really wonderful family and friends with them and and up until both of the end of both of them. And he has actually partnered with Chris McKinnell, uh, Heather Lee, and a whole bunch of other people. I'm not going to say partnered up with it, but they created this foundation in remembrance of them and continuing the work of Ed and Lorraine um, Warren. So, it is Joe Frankie next Monday on my show, um, and I'm really looking forward to it. And him talking about his journey and all that he still does, all that he still does. Okay. With that being said, guys, uh, you have a phenomenal week. I'm going to cut out a few minutes early here because you don't want to just listen to me babble for 10 minutes. And I'll see you next week here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. See you in a week, guys. Bye-bye. The truth is here and now on WLTKDB Talk Radio at WLTKDB.com.